0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Jared Myers, brought to you by the Old Fashioned Health Network, Good Health Inside. Now, I have my amazing co-host here today with me. Co-host Hello, it's
1: Keila.
0: All the way in Mississippi, we're back at it again, talking what everyone loves, financial fitness and preparing mm-hmm. yourself again for the rest of this year in the process, you know, today we saw some ups in the markets and we're going to kind of continue on where we've been um, in talking of investing, saving, spending. We've hit a few on the business aspects as well of how the SBA and PPP have come together, but uh, we really want to mm-hmm. hone in on what's the best thing for investing, saving, and keeping people in this track, especially right now. We're still right. in a pandemic. It still was technically A recession. Um, Although it wasn't advertised or seemed that way while the market was still up and down, people still need to find ways to save and, in some cases, prepare for retirement.
1: What what do you think? Absolutely. You know, uh, when you think about working um, and how many years you got to work, you know, the the next thing is when can I stop this? So you always want to have a mindset that. You're working towards something, or or have some type of holistic plan. So when you do get ready to stop working, you're all set. Kent. And and some of the questions you want to kind of focus on or keep in mind is uh, what type of life do you would you have if and when you do retire? You know. So having a plan in place and and making sure that you are. uh, Basically, send those goals and mean those goals are always, always, always top of mind. The three A's uh, of um, successfully saving, and that is uh, the amount, the account, and your asset mix. So,
0: mm, I like that, Keela. Yeah. I like that right there. The yeah. three A's, yeah. your account, your amount, and the asset uh-huh. mix. We're going to make sure that that gets Absolutely. emphasized uh, and put down there on the show notes. I see you with the acronyms <laughs> coming through. Absolutely. <laughs> I think as you continue to say, I, uh, again, that's really important um, kind of, again, like I like to listen to pi- other podcasts as well and read a few things um, regarding finances. Um, I was listening to this, uh, the one of this gentleman. he was once a CIO of a company um, over some hedge funds and, you know, hedge funds or things like that we haven't covered or talked about. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different level of having money um, and investing in a different term. But one of the commentaries that i picked up from him like for me sports is always going to be an analogy to compare any and everything to. you know that's what i know and that's the best way to yeah. still hone in it's my competitive yeah. edge and here in this process as well you're seeing a different side right. so for a hitter you know you're going to you're going to either be a low ball hitter you're going to be an you're going to be a high ball hitter you're going to either hit the outside pitch better or the inside pitch better right. but each pitch is like what aspect of the stock that's coming at you. Do you take this right. chance? Do you take this risk? So right. in baseball, you have a lower percentage chance, but in investing, you could have a higher percentage chance over a longer period of time. So you make the good selection, you make the right approach and you do the right thing. And you study and you go deep in the count or deep into right. the stock, deep into knowing what a good business is when it comes to investing, right. what the right. good relationship is. Because now I think, Stocks are performing more so individually, but, again, you need to have a mix. Do you have stocks and yeah. bonds in your portfolio? Yes. What all do you have included that's important to right. really focus in on right. the end goal? Because there will be an end goal. It doesn't matter if you have a momentous, a monumentous amount of debt. There's going to be an end goal. And hopefully yes. in that end goal, that end goal is paying off that debt while still being able to retirement. All, retire, although... Your debt is high, but you have the cash right. to pay that off.
1: Right, let your assets pay for your liabilities. You know, no matter what that looks like, and that's the idea of things. Going back to uh, what you just you were talking about, you know, finding those um, basically those different type of uh, asset mixes. You find a good uh, financial institution or a financial firm that specializes in that, and that's something that I've been looking at for myself personally. Uh, fidelity. They are awesome, you know, and when you think about in times of retirement, you always want to remember going back to what I just said, the rule of thumb, uh, the things that individuals should consider. And I was reading, um, I was reading a, some research that they put out there and they said they were just basically saying that our savings is based on um, an assumption that a person saves. 15% of their income annually, mm-hmm. but guess what their beginning age is? They're, they're saying like 25. And then that's the beginning age of uh, investing and then 15% of your income. So that's a lot, when you think, when I think about that, I'm like, oh Lord, I'm so behind. But then as I read on, it talks about it's really, it's kept, of, of course you're behind, but then there's ways to catch up. And a part of that is find a product that works for you? And something that I've been looking at, uh, looking at is the whole aspect of mutual funds. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, what exactly is a mutual fund when you think about it? What, like, what is it or how does it, uh, actually work? And basically, um, in a nutshell, it just said that uh, mutual funds are said to be practical, cost-efficient way to build a diversified portfolio. So, you know, they had me all in anyway, because when you get to talking about diversified, that mean I can have a little bit here, a little bit there, and, um, you know, a little bit everywhere. And you have a higher chance of yielding a greater return when you have some here or there. You know, it's all about taking a risk. But then it's all about understanding what is uh, really going to give you a good return, that good yield, a good percentage yield at the end of the day on your uh, funds, you know? Hands
0: down. um, Especially if you're taking a mutual fund over – Uh, the cost of the S and P over the last performance of the last few years of the S and P, you take what um, a traditional stock has done and you take a mutual fund and you look at the next 10 years or five years of it. And I love that. That's the aspect of where you're going with it because it is a good mixture. It is a diverse mixture and it does the things that you're looking for and balances it out for you with stocks and bonds and other things like that. If you're looking to stick with strictly domestic stocks or international, a mutual fund is great for that. Uh, a yep. lot of people really run to that now. I think mm-hmm. it's a good time. I think it's yep. a great time to have a mutual fund. I think yep. any time, especially because you have to invest with the purpose. And yeah. oh yes,
1: oh yeah. yes, it's <laughs> yeah. Exactly what it talked about. It talked about purpose, making sure you had a purpose when, um, as far as you invested. Because when we think about investing, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but you're when good. You said that, it's about having that in, being intentional mm-hmm. with your with your money, you know, mm. with that investment. So you have to make sure you have a purpose and actually know what that purpose is. Too. Yeah.
0: It, it agreed. Mm. Agreed. Now, uh, I we saw how the last two months have occurred in the market. You saw the beat up and you saw how volatile things like that can be. And whether you're yeah. in a mutual fund or whether you're in an ETF or whether you're in a regular stock, everybody suffered. The entire market; it was cyclical yeah. all the way down. Each yeah. sector of the market suffered. So that's things that are going to be prepared for. Now, in a mutual fund, you might not be at, hit as hard or feel it as effectively as you would in a stock or ETF, but
1: yeah.
0: you're still going to see that happen. Now, yeah. if I'm an investor and I'm starting out and I'm beginning, and I see that immediately for the first two or three months, my investments are going down. And you keep telling me this is a long term perspective. My mentality, where does it bear? Where do I fight that resistance to give up and not walk away? Because I see red.
1: Yeah. Well, in my opinion, I would just, you know, keep in mind that um A, this is long term, you know. So it's not just about what's going you can't, you cannot be in the moment. You have to think futuristic. So if you're in the red right now that's when you get to doing your research to see um you know what go- why why is this going in the red is it because of what the what's going on the circumstances that surrounds us like the you know we're in a pandemic you know so mm-hmm. is that is that a reason why i'm going in the red or being in the red but you also have to remember that you know you don't pull out at the first sign of being in the red or being in a place where you're not getting the return like you think you should begin right now because the thing about it is we all know how the market works one minute it's up and the next minute you may be bottoming out mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. I would just say don't be so hasty to move or make a move just because you're in the red you still want to just want to take your time monitor it just make sure you're not taking a big law yeah you know just yeah, always you know this, this just common sense in my mind you know you want to make sure that you're in a place where you can actually, um, you're not actually losing, per se. Paper,
0: Yeah, knowing yeah. the difference in taking a physical loss and having a paper right. loss. Yeah, right. That right. I think that is extremely important is knowing that a paper loss could, if you're patient enough to wait for it to come back and you want to wait for it to get green again and take your profit, then cool. But right. knowing right. that although it's red on there, it's just a paper loss. It does not right. count until you exit that position. Right,
1: right, right. There's something to think about. Another thing, just going back in terms of you know, how you were given that analogy, and I think this is something that we covered in one of our previous uh, discussions. We talked about finding those things that uh, you like. A good thing that I like, one of the really good things that I like about Fidelity, they have different type of uh, funds set up, just in particular like investing in women uh, allows you to basically be diverse, pick just say you know, and I have to I have to shout out my women because we we, all, we are we're on to something now, you know <laughs> I have to advocate for the ladies, but investors committed to a gender diversity a line of business, it basically you're basically when you're putting money into those funds or you know something that you're interested in, you're basically investing into something that you value. Yeah. Opposed to just putting money in places where you're, you know, really not sure what goes on here. All I know is I'm getting a good return. So it makes you feel better. Not only are you putting your money towards something that you like, something that you can value, but you're also putting it towards something that you believe in. What better way to think about investing than something like that? That's when it becomes personal. And for me, I feel like once it becomes personal, um once it begins gets personal that's when you really get into the um that's when you really get into you know paying attention to what's going on you get to studying you get to researching these businesses and you're 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 seeing where all of your dollars go
0: yep Go
1: ahead, Alvin. Uh, Alvin had a question and he wanted... I'm
2: sorry. No, he's good. So I have a question for both of you guys. Um, is it possible that you could take an an, an investment and, and it could turn into a loss by taking your money out too soon? Like, can you get penalized? So for instance, if I have uh, some stock uh, or a 401k or whatever and, and I have a large investment and all of a sudden I take it a, a big lump sum out and then I have to pay a whole bunch of taxes on it, can what you build up in a costing you more by taking it out too soon
0: i think so as we see it like from i was looking up the tax percentages actually the other day and uh give me a minute to find it but i do remember sending an article actually to my dad about it on the tax rate now again we know the capital gains rate is one year in one day Mm -hmm. and how it'll affect you um is that 12 percent capital gains or you either pay excuse me, let me let me make sure. For my short term capital bank gain and a long term capital gains. If you keep it under if you keep it under one year and one day, you're gonna pay the short term capital gains, which is the tax on the profits of the sale of the asset. For a year or less, short term capital gains, tax rates are the same as your usual tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And you have to see where your tax bracket is to see what you could be taxed. So it could be anywhere from between 12 15 30 to up to 32 percent
2: but can your tax bracket change based on the amount of money that you have on the end based on
0: what you yeah based on what you got back now if you keep this for one year and one day and then you sell um the long-term capital gains tax on profits from a sale of an asset held for a longer than a year a long-term capital gains tax rate are zero 15 or 20 percent depending on your taxable income and filing status. Long-term capital gains tax rates are usually lower. Oh, excuse me. Hold up. They're usually lower um, than those on a short-term capital gains. That can mean paying lower taxes on a stock. So if you hold it a little bit longer, Mm. You could be paying way less and profiting way more on way that more. income
2: right So, right. so what's the scenario where you wouldn't have to pay like no taxes on your investment can you like what if what if I had a trust and I transferred the money from uh from my to my trust account and put it in a trust or in a nonprofit uh situation so if I donated so if I had um, $500,000 in, in, in an investment account, and I wanted to donate money to a nonprofit, wouldn't I pay Lex tax because it's going to a nonprofit as opposed to going to me?
0: From an educational standpoint, um, that's what we're going to be speaking on this. Is that scamming? Because I, no, no, no. I'm not a tax advisor, nor do <laughs> I am a tax consultant. But doesn't
2: that sound logical, though?
0: It, it does. It definitely is logical, and it definitely does happen. There are times where trust um, investments accounts come out and they're funded through trust. And it's a process. I'm not, I'm not sure how the taxes are affected. You really need to sit down with a CPA I and, was just about and ask that. that. You definitely have
1: to get with a yeah. CPA to uh, get their breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about be, Because opinion.
2: I'm going to tell you, I, uh, so I don't have, I, so I have a nonprofit in the works, but from the from the people that I know that have nonprofits, one of the benefits is um, tax shield. I had to, yeah, so you can, so I could donate five hundred thousand. Now, this is a scenario: I, you know, I own the nonprofit, I sit on the board, I pay myself a salary for being on the board, I put the money into the nonprofit, and then I am able to pay the, the money instead of paying all the taxes I would pay. By not being a, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just send the money to the nonprofit, the $100,000, and then I just pay myself a salary. You'll need I mean, to speak that's with a, a CPA. <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a loaded question. Yeah. But ideally, when yeah. you think about it, when you think about it, it seems logical. It seems it like, is. okay, you know, I get exactly it where you're going with it, but I'm not, I'm no tax expert. Yeah. And I not, definitely don't know the laws on which, but logically. But it is like, yeah, from, from a standpoint. See, I, okay. I wouldn't
2: see a penalty. I, I wouldn't see you having to pay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I
0: imagine that there's ways around it. Um yeah. But definitely, like that's where you would want to go seek help with the CPA. And right. I wish, I wish people another thing too. Like as tax tax season comes around, take this five hundred dollars, put it in a Roth IRA, put it in a traditional, put it in something. And like like you said with Fidelity, what I love about Fidelity and what you're able to do if you start investing at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, if you open up a Roth or a traditional IRA and fund the money from that, you have a uh, you you can trade out of your Roth IRA and the really? tax teach, Yeah, teach me
1: something. Yeah, I didn't know that. And
0: you can take what you've made and put it there at the end of the year, and therefore from a tax perspective you're not going to be paying as much because you're putting it towards your Roth or traditional. Right. I love how fidelity offers that. Uh, I think a few other platforms offer it as well, but I know fidelity definitely offers that option.
1: Yeah. I like, uh, they have this thing called the, another thing that I like about them is their little, their smart widget. I think, I think that's what it's called or something like that. And basically it's that tracker. It's that tool. Um, You remember, I can't remember which episode that was, but a few episodes back, we were talking about different, making sure that you, that whatever company a person Mm -hmm. uses to divvy up their, you know, different types of stocks in their, you know, their portfolio, making sure they have that. It's always good to make sure you have something, um, a widget or some type of tool to help you keep up, stay in balance make sure that you're on track and keeping up with that whole process that's something that's really mm. really 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 good and i really like like the way that m1 Adel-
0: finance had that
1: yeah had yeah. that uh broke down they they were like ain't to save like one times your salary by 30. so that means three times your uh three times your salary by 40 six times your salary by 50, eight times your salary by 60, and 10 times your salary by 67. And the way they have it broke down, it, it breaks it down and tells you like, they get all types of scenarios in which, you know, at what age and what percentage you should be, um, you know, investing. And it gives you other, uh, other products that you can also add on. It's not just mutual funds, but like you were just saying, like um, R- um, Roth RAs, your traditional steps, all those type of things. Um, or what have you. Really, really good stuff. Fidelity was really 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 good.
0: Consistency is key and it's like just you said you take out if you're already putting into your 401k and 6% comes out of your paycheck every single time you get paid you need to do the same thing with investing. Go ahead and take that percentage out uh, whether it's 50, 100, whatever amount that is. Um, So as we're wrapping up, Keela, did you have any other final thoughts or anything you wanted to bring about?
1: Um Really, just I like to. I really want to just uh, say this really quick just to encourage people and let people know that um, you're not too late. You, if you find yourself at the age of 40 and you're just not trying to get it, you have to come up with a holistic plan, reduce your spending, and inc- increase your savings. Basically, yes, the, that's yeah.
0: the biggest thing, and we all have to learn that lesson either way, the, the hard way. Or just taking advantage of it now. Right now has been a perfect time. Uh, Before we go, uh, we just want to make sure that we mention as well, if you're looking to get your business or uh, anything branded or here on the show, please send an email to us here at the Old Fashioned Health Network at gmail.com. We'll have it posted in the show links. You'd love to have your business broadcasted on our network. We'd love to go ahead and show you. We get that out and make sure that you – get posted with Apple and Google podcast subscribers listening to us. You will have over a hundred of platforms to have your business projected and platform for. So with that mm. being said, this free is
2: marketing.
0: free marketing. <laughs> Almost, but not yet for us. It is. This is financial fitness brought to you by the old fashioned health network at good health. Inside now. I don't know why I said the app part, but here we are. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.